Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact with your host, Kia Orion. I am the man who is now in India. Welcome to my humble abode. How cool is this shit, man? If you can't see on video, you're missing out. I've got a three-bedroom house to myself for 400 bucks, spots to shoot. I also, you can't see it right now. I put it on my Instagram stories. It's going to be too late, so you can't, you can't even see it, but... But I'm looking at over here, I have an in-home shrine, bro. I have a shrine in the home. How crazy is that? Maybe I should just, I'm gonna just throw some photos up actually on this video so you can see it because this is next level. Anyways, your boy's in India. This has not been my, this has been exactly what I thought it would be and not what I thought it would be at the exact same time. What do I mean by that? Let me tell you. It's gonna be a little bit of a life update. First impressions on India, where we at, what we doing, what's next. India punched me in the mouth, y'all, straight up. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, this has been one of the most challenging experiences I've ever had traveling, and it's for a multitude of reasons. I, I knew it was gonna be tough. We'll put it like that. I wanted to put my leg up on this thing so I, had, so I could come to you guys like this, talk to you straight up like this. It's been, it's been incredibly challenging. One of the reasons is this knee. When I was in Mexico City, I was in Mexico City before I came out here. I was on a street photo, street food adventure with my big brother. And I'm really into boxing. He's really into Muay Thai. I'm really into Muay Thai too. And so we did some partner drills, some partners. wasn't sparring, but just some partner drills. Got a little carried away, he threw some low kicks, I checked some low kicks, and in my other knee, I've actually had this exact same injury. Your boy just got a weird body, I'm sensitive. And so, I think it's called the VMO. I've done so much knee rehab at this point, I should just be a physical therapist, but I think it's called the VMO, it's like this muscle that connects into your knee. Nobody really gives a fuck. What I'm trying to say is, your boy fucked his knee up. So, part of my initial frustrations with India have been, just that I've been in a lot of pain. Just like walking around is painful. It's like, I don't wanna move. You're just, as soon as you have any sort of like somewhat debilitating physical injury, you realize really quickly how much your health matters. Because without that, nothing, you have nothing. No matter how much money you have, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm always such a stickler on, these days, like I'm not into like lifting to be like hot and sexy. I'm just like, how can I lift so that I can remain strong, stay in good shape for boxing and just like make sure that I don't hurt, you know what I mean? And so getting old blows is what I'm trying to say. Um, so part of my frustrations I think have been with my knee, have been like physical limitations just because I've been in pain. So that's, I think bleeding into like normally, y'all know I'm a Harry Potter fan, you know, I think about like in this, I start my day with like a Patronus. If you don't know what that is in Harry Potter, I'm talking about this a lot, but it's like the spell, like you shoot out this spell. Um, it's like in your spirit animal. And it's like this white light that helps like fend off the Dementors, which are like these like, if you haven't read Harry Potter, bro, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Go read Harry Potter. Anyways, Dementors, they suck your soul out. This spell helps you to fend against them. And I feel like every morning, depending on how much sleep I've gotten, how well I'm dialed in with my diet, my workouts and stuff, like I have a stronger Patronus or not. And so when I'm in pain like this, when I have some sort of injury, I feel like my Patronus is just like, like much more weak. Like I'm just much more irritable when I'm just kind of in this like low grade state of pain. Like it's just easy for 
small stupid shit that I normally am able to kind of brush off easier kind of just gets at me more. I kind of get more like oh, kind of grumbly, humbly grumbly than I normally am. I normally can be like, oh, you know, my flight got canceled. Well, like, let's find another, you know, we're like this. I'm like, ah, I get kind of like grumbly. So um, because of the knee, I think one, yes, India, of course, is challenging. But I think two, it's just like I've been like especially kind of vulnerable. And so like really punched me in the mouth super hard just in terms of what I could handle. And so kind of what that looks like is I'm no spring chicken to the travel game, right? Your boy's been doing this damn near five years, which is nuts to think about. I've seen some shit, you know, straight up motorcycling through Vietnam, Thailand, Latin America. Like I've seen some shit, but that said, no matter what level you get to and no matter what arena of life, the universe will forever humble you and teach you the farther down the rabbit hole you go, the more you learn there's levels to the game. There's levels to the shit, straight up. Every game, deep you go, the more you get to be like, oh, wow, like that's, yeah, there's really levels to the game. And that's what India was. India is like playing on expert difficulty mode. Um, where the enemies don't just like run around and not shoot at you. It's like, no, it's like, this is, this is, this is a hard difficulty level to play on. Um, it's hard to explain because it's, it's my, I guess it'd be my first week more or less. I've been here officially a week, not in this city in particular, which is what we're going to get to, but in India in general. And so I haven't been able to really lock into how to explain this properly because I still like the words, but it's beautiful. And this is kind of the way I explain it in a nutshell is it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's breathtaking. It's wonderful. And it's tragic, like all at the same time. And so when I first wanted to come to India, I just Googled around online, different cool places for like nomads. And there's a place called Hyderabad. And it seemed like it had good infrastructure and there was uh, low key. I didn't want to be in Mumbai or, or Delhi because they were going to be too big. So I was like, let me try this kind of like cool mid-sized city, right? Normally I'm a mid, I start with a mid-sized city and work my way up, right? So with Danang, moved to Hanoi, start with Chiang Mai and then a Bangkok, then a Medellin, still a Medellin, Philly, New York, you know, but that's just normally just how I rock, right? I'm kind of a mid-sized tier city type of guy, at least at first, before I worked my way up into, um, you know, Oaxaca, Mexico City, you know, like that's just how I roll. And because I knew, I knew intellectually that India was a big place. Like I understood it. I saw the numbers. I heard that, but it's different when you're in it and you feel it like in your body. And so I was going to go to Hyderabad because it seemed like a cool mid-tier city. I also heard of this other rad mid-tier city called Bangalore. It was kind of up and coming. It's on like the nomad list rankings. It's like a lot of people are like, oh, Bangalore for infrastructure. I had a buddy, um, shout out Alex, who's from Kerala, which is a place in the south of India. He said he was going to be in Bangalore mid-February. So I was like, well, let me go there. I'll start in Bangalore, cool mid-tier like mid city, has good infrastructure, and we'll go from there. We'll work our way up. Maybe not, or maybe we just kick it in Bangalore and it is what it is. So I arrive, I'm thinking, I, I do a little bit of research, but I'm, I end up buying my tickets for Bangalore while I'm on the way 
to India because I had this, I didn't really have a plan to like mentally prepare because I did this whole Mexico thing. Then I got food poisoning. Then I was like just preparing just like a day to head to India. So I buy my tickets for Bangalore while I'm in the airport heading to India. Cause I knew I was going to Delhi either way. And then I was like, well, after Delhi, where can I bounce from there? Cause I know I do want to stay there. So need to say wasn't exactly last minute, but kind of. So I arrive in Bangalore. First of all, the flights were crazy. It was four flights. I forgot what it was like to come to Asia. And I realized why I don't come to Asia more often. And it's cause that trip is just a beast. It was Mexico city to New Jersey, four hours, New Jersey to Munich, eight hours, seven hours, seven and a half hours, Munich to Delhi, another seven and a half, eight hours, Delhi to Bangalore, like three and a half, four hours. So it was a doozy. I knocked them all out at once, four flights, um, nothing, they were fun. There was like typical adventures of like just crazy flight shenanigans. Um, nothing though that I have to get into. Uh, too much on this pod because there's other stuff I want to talk to you guys about. But you get through that. It, it is what it is. You arrive and you're like a fucking zombie. I get off the plane in Delhi and the woman, there's like a woman sitting there and she's like, what's your, um, she's like, oh, she's like, do you have your boarding pass? And I was like, yeah. And I hand her a boarding pass. She's like, okay, you need to come in this line. She's like, we're doing like random testing. She's like, we're just testing random people. And I was like, oh no. And so she like drags me into the separate line. I have to go to like this place where people wearing like suits and like berets and they're testing. So I was like, oh man, this is not a good sign. I've just landed in India and I'm already like getting profiled and put into this like weird thing. But there was like this guy who was, he was Indian and he, um, he was like, dude, he's like, I'll, I'll help you out because I forgot. I assumed because of the English thing that like a lot of people speak English but it's not as like widely used as I thought it was. I was, I thought it would be like when I was in Malaysia where it was like kind of like the common language that people use to kind of, you know, in between their other languages. And it's like, not, it's, it's actually, it's, that's a piece I'll get to in another soon, like another piece of this that like, I just, I struggle communicating with people a lot. Um, and I haven't had that in a long time for probably three years now, even in, even in Brazil, my Portuguese is trash but it's it's close enough to spanish i can still understand and like yes it's trash but it's not complete trash you know like i can still kind of get by and maneuver and have conversations so it's it's the first time when like again of like being back in asia when like you bump up against the wall and it's like that wall is not moving like you know you're gonna need to like get on your phone to translate some stuff and so just a lot gets lost in translation and there's also another thing I'll talk about here in a second too. I, I'm obviously just punting everything down the line, but we'll get to it all, I promise. But I think that's been one of the pieces of like, is the communication piece that's been frustrating. But needless to say, land in Bangalore, hop in a car, you know, I get a taxi and head to a hotel that I just booked when I landed in, in Delhi and got Wi-Fi. Little place in this neighborhood that my buddy had told me about called Koramangala. I think, Koramangala, um, which is kind of supposed to be like a cool kind of up and coming neighborhood. So we're on the way there. I'm in the back of this cab. I've been flying for God knows how many hours. It's like 7, 15 a.m. And I'm like, well, here we go. And I look over and I see out of the, the, the side of my the car window, there's like this old decrepit building as we're kind of driving into Bangalore. 
and on the side are these big white graffiti letters and it says this is what you came for and i love that phrase i say that phrase that's kind of like my like low key that's like one of my phrases that i say a lot to myself is like if i'm in like a really hard workout if i'm like you know in a hard boxing workout or something ah um i'll be like i'm like this is what you can't like let's get it you know what i mean i'll even say that out loud or um when i was recently in, in outside of Medellin for the vision quest thing and like hauling all this, like I was helping them out and like hauling these like big sacks of pots and pans, like up and it was like this, like very like muddy and it just, it was hard, you know, up this hill. I'll be like, I'm like, this is what you came for. I'll even say it outside of my, you know, I'll say it out loud to that to myself, but I'll be like, okay, Kilo, this is what you came for. Like, let's get it. And I'll just like repeat that to myself, even if it's hard or even in box, I'll be like hard workout. I'll be like, this is what you came for. And so it was just interesting to kind of see that as some sort of like foreshadowing action going on. Um, then I was like, well, this is about to be, yeah, it's about to be something. Um, and it was. And so I get to the hotel and I spend the next couple days like just bouncing around neighborhoods, trying to find something that feels right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leap before you look kind of guy sometimes with this stuff. Like I kind of just got to feel it out. I kind of just get boots on the ground. And it was just, it's so much of everything. It's like the full spectrum of humanity to like, you'll see really beautiful things happen. And then it's also so unbelievably heartbreaking at the same time. It's the most densely populated place I think I've ever been. And I think that that's part of it is just to be in a place where you can feel like the infrastructure isn't there to support the amount of people. It's different when I was like biking on the Vietnam trip, for example, when you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's like this tiny little village or you're passing through these tiny little like shacks that people live in and it'll be like like topless little Vietnamese boys like riding a, a you know, a, a dirt bike and or with like three of their buddies on the back and they're like 11 years old or just like there's a difference between like this this real sense of like immediate poverty like way out in the country type of vibe in some of these asian countries and i'm sure in latin america countries too that i've seen that's like heartbreaking but it's also it's different it's different than when it's like this this madness of like in this city poverty of just like it's an assault on all your senses and this is something i wrote down i wrote down in the notes of uh, some a kind of more of like a philosophical piece i would love to get into is like it's i wonder where the line is for myself when i go to these places to not come in and to pity them to like not come in as like a Westerner and to like feel sorry for people. Because I don't know if that's, there's almost this like weird to me just reflecting on it. Like there's this kind of weird, um, almost like there's this like intrinsic like Western idea that this is wrong or inherently bad the same with if I went to like the Middle East and there were like women wearing hijabs, I think a lot of hap like this happens a lot with like, you know, especially like white foreigners where we're like, we need to liberate these women, you know? And then we're like, I like my hijab, you know? Like, 
Maybe not. Maybe they don't. I don't know because I'm not a woman wearing a hijab, but I just know like coming in, I have a perspective of what life should be like. And I think that there's this article I love. It's called The Hell with Good Intentions. I remember reading it in college, in university, and it really resonated with me. And it was all about this. You know, it was a guy, he was a president of some Latin American country, I think. He's like, come, he's like, enjoy our food, enjoy our weather, enjoy our people. Don't come here and tell us how to live. You know, like that's, let us figure that out. You know, like that's not for you to do, to, like, to decide. And I think about that a lot, you know, with the woman with the hijab thing of like, Say, and same here, like I just, I struggle with that sometimes and I come here and be like, oh wow, look at these poor people, you know, where I'm like, India is just India, like regardless of, it doesn't need me to come here and like try to change it, right? Or me to like cast moral judgments on like how things should or shouldn't be. And so that's something I'm still kind of working through and wrestling with. And so it felt like every taxi ride was like a philosophical journey just because it was so clear. It was the, 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 the line between myself as other was like so unbelievable. It was just like in bold right here. It's like, here's a truckload of people like, and I mean actually like a truckload, like maybe there's like a truck, a big truck, and there's just like a bunch of guys just like jam-packed in the back, just like riding. And then there's like me in this private cab that's costing me like a dollar fifty, you know? And it would just be like, it was just, I was always brushing up against either my whiteness or my sense as a foreigner or my privilege. Um, and that was one piece of it was just feeling and just like seeing how a lot of these people live just in the day to day in this place was was really mentally it sounds like so stupid like oh wow understanding my privilege but it's it's like hard not to be just like super aware of that especially being a foreigner too like it's the first place where in a long time people just, I forgot, like people just stare or will just come up and want to shake your hand because you're a foreigner or, or like sneakily like take selfies with you because you're a white person and or a foreigner, period. I was talking to a friend, she, she was Moroccan, but she, same thing happened, just being because you're different. You know, people are like, oh, I wow, was somebody who's different. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Again, I'm in your country. So I saw my brother, it's like, I'm not supposed to be like complaining about these things because I made the choice to come here. But the point is, it's been a while since I've experienced these things. When I was in Brazil, for example, Brazilians, just because it's such a mix, look like everything. Like they're dark and like the, like the dark and black and like white and red haired and straight black hair and curly brown hair and, and everything in between. And so you don't, like people come up and ask me for directions in Rio you know, in Brazil, like they'll be like, they, if I, because uh, a lot of times people know I'm a gringo because of how I dress, because a lot of times I'm a shorts and flip-flops kind of guy, because that's just, and if I can, I'll be topless. And so, in, but in Rio, that's just like, that's the motion of Floripa in Brazil, like that's like, you're topless with shorts and flip-flops. And so, it's not like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm always kind of under scrutiny. And 
there's also a, a piece of it too that was just the intensity of the sheer number of people that I haven't experienced in a long time. Even in big cities like Hanoi, right, in Bangkok, like there's a lot of people in these cities, they're busy cities, but it's different than like the madness where it feels like you're just on, like the last time we a lack of infrastructure, there's not like sidewalks really. So there's just like, everything just happens in the street. It's gonna be like your rickshaws, your fancy cars, your buses, and like burning piles of trash and not burning piles of trash, just big piles of trash that goats are climbing and buying and cows and a zillion street dogs and like barefooted kids, you know, and adults and homeless people and guys in suits. And it's just like, it's just, and like, because there's not sidewalks, at least in a lot of these places I was in Bangalore, it's just like, on the side of the road is just tons of trash or it's just like it's just like rocks and dust and rebar and it's just like horns you know a lot of horns and it's just like it's a lot man it's a lot and so i think that and then i love indian food but again it's not like indian food is very subtle right it's like in your face like here, like we're here, baby, when it's spicy and it's popping, but that's what I mean. It's just like it's in your face, and I think too, the um, because of being a foreigner and because there are so many people, like obviously, finances are important, period. Get your money right, people, but like because of that, as an opportunity, like people are as far as myself as a foreigner sticking out, like people see this as an opportunity. And so people are either gonna wanna sell me things or ask me for taxi rides or ask me for money, you know, just, just straight up ask me for money. And so because you don't get attention if you're like quiet, if there's like a lot of people in the city, then you don't like, you need to be like out there, here it is. Like people come up and be like, you have a taxi? I like if I would just like walk outside, I'd be like, yeah, like I called Uber, they're like, cancel it, I'm right here. I'm like. Nah, man, he's like, cancel the tax. You know, it's like, it's like loud, it's in your face or a little boy, you know, that came up, he was selling something. And a lot of times I'm like, no, I'm good, thank you. And they'll be like, you sure? And they're like, no, I'm good. They're like, no, you really want? I'm like, no, I'm good, thanks. It's only like a one, two or three thing exchange. This boy was like, please. And he was like crying and like holding onto my shirt. And I had to like, I was like turning around and trying to like pull him off, trying to be kind, but also trying to be like, get me off, you know, and then another beggar actually came up and like took him off and like scolded him and was like, what are you doing? You know, I think he was asking like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I'm sorry. I almost just wanted to give that guy money just because I was like, thank you for getting this little boy off me. But it was just like, it was just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And so it punched me in the mouth and I realized I couldn't handle it. Um, like I said, there's levels to the game and you know, swallowed my pride. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I never found a place, like a neighborhood that I was like, this feels comfortable. You know, I was just, cause you're always just walking on the side of the street. And like, as someone, even with my bum knee, shout out my bum knee. Here he is, um, making a guest appearance is, I, you know, I still like to walk around like I'm an old soul. And so I think I'm just getting sensitive, maybe in my old age, 
to just like people and humanity and noise. And I was like, I need someplace quieter. Because especially if I'm here, I'm taking the year off for the most part to write. I'm taking some um, setting for some like writing courses and building this channel. But really I'm just working on learning how to write and working on a, a book, like a collection of short stories. It's taken this year to, to just dive into creative projects. And so I was like, I need a place where I can just like really lock in and I need more headspace. And so I was like, this isn't it. So I reached out to a couple friends, a couple homies. If you're one of them, you know who you are. Thank you for the recommendations. Um, and then Googled around, Reddit forums, best cities in India for digital nomads. And there was a lot of places showed up. A lot of people said Bangalore, Hyderabad, et cetera. But there was one that popped up from a friend that recommended it. And then I checked it out and it seemed cool. It's called Mysore, Mysuru. Couple hours away from Bangalore. Just from luck of the draw, happened to be like two and a half hours, two hours by train. It's like this cool little groovy community, or not community, it's a city, it's still a city, it's India, it's still a city, but it, um, it was supposed to be a little bit more chill, less traffic, wider roads, a little quieter. And so I said, fuck it, I'm, this isn't working out in Bangalore, let's try it. So next day, left my Airbnb, just bought, went to the train station, bought a ticket, and it was, it's been cool. I've been here the last maybe three, four days. Finally found a spot, this house, obviously. Um, I've been just living out of a hotel and co-working out of cafes and stuff, but, um, it's cool. This is actually like a, there's a certain type of yoga. I forget what it's called. It's like Ash, I want to say Ashwagandha, but that's not it. It's like Ashtanga, something Ashtanga. I don't really know. This is like the place for it. There are like some major practitioners of this type of yoga in this city. And so almost all the foreigners that are here, there's this one neighborhood. It's called Gokulam. That's where I am. It's where a lot of foreigners are and they're almost all here for this type of yoga. So like there, there are some like kind of after this, I'm about to go get like a salad and like a quinoa bowl. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think that's like a real like whole, like a legit Indian thing, but they, they have like some like kind of gringo cafes and stuff. And so it's been cool. There's there are like other foreigners here. And they'll, but it's, it's super, it's interesting. It reminds me kind of like Ubud in Bali where like, I'll come in and you know, you got to take your shoes off and they'll be like, where do you practice? And I'll be like, I'm here just making beats and working on my YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not that, that spiritual with it. Like I'm, I'm spiritual, but there's, there's, again, there's levels to the game, right? So you get a lot of like the elephant pants, dreadlocks, people that it's, it feels like everything is just one star light away from downloading light codes. I'm like, bro, I'm like, listen, I like that world. I also got to live in this world too. I got, I got shit to do, bro. I got thumbnails to make. I got videos to shoot. Let's go. So I'm on my spiritual shit. I promise. But I'm also still very much a man like of this world. And sometimes those, those type of communities can sometimes, um, drive me a little crazy, but maybe that's just the scientist in me. Um, but it's been cool. I made friends with the guy who I was going to rent an Airbnb from cool dude named AJ ended up not working out. I was trying to rent like a house and he was just renting a room, but he, he's like this like cool, like OG Indian businessman, but he's like, he's like half OG businessman, half Indian Santa Claus. And so he's just like, it's just a sweet dude. And so I've been like hanging out with him. He lost his wife, maybe 20, some odd years ago. And so it's been cool. He's just been dropping gems on me. He's from here. So I've been learning about what it was like growing up here. And so like my main friend out here is like a 75 year old Indian dude. Um, 
but it's cool. And so it's been cool just hanging with him, made a couple other kind of friends here and there, just acquaintances really, but that's been cool. Like they're definitely folks to, to make friends with. I just, um, I probably won't be doing a ton of socializing, more a lot of writing, thinking, working on the channel, kind of gearing out for next steps. I've signed up for a Buddhist retreat in the north in Dharamshala, I think it's called. Um, my friends recommended, shout out Ronnie D, Pelly. Um, and so I'm gonna hit that in mid-March. So I'm here at least till February. I think I'm gonna bounce up there for March and then maybe I'll stick around there for March. Um, and maybe not. I've been, this is kind of a weird thing. I wasn't even expecting to talk about this on the pod, but we're here, baby. I'm at a point in my life now doing a lot of this research and looking into things like relationships and love that like, I, I, I miss dating. You know, I want to be dating again. I want to be out there. I want to be in a relationship again. I'm ready, you know? And even if I take that back, maybe I'm not ready because I still don't feel like I'm like, my fully evolved version of myself where like I can provide and do things I want to do, but I'm ready to try. And I feel like there's a fine line there where I'm at least ready to like start putting myself out there because you know, dating and relationships, it's a skill like anything else. And I feel like I've been just putting on the back burner for a long time. And that is a piece about Southeast Asia, at least sometimes in these a little bit more conservative cultures that I do struggle with because I'm, there, it just feels different, right, you know? And so that's something I realized when I came out here, when India first punched me in the mouth, and I was like, did I make a mistake? Because I had something really rad going with a, a lady in, from Colombia, and then even in Brazil, I was feeling like some, like there was some, I was like, there's a lot of opportunity here, like, I loved being in Rio. It was just like, it had the vibe where I was like, I definitely see something happening here. And so I wonder if I made a mistake coming out here because this is going to be, I can already tell India, I think is going to be another kind of like celibate stage for the boy. Um, just because things are so conservative. It's so kind of like sexually repressed in a lot of ways. And so that I was like, man, I'm just like, it just, I just got to the point where I was like, kind of start to open up and I'm like, now I've got to like clamp it down a little bit. But right now, kind of the, the way things are rocking out, I'm just going to play this by ear, see how it goes. Maybe I'll bounce. I'd love to go back to Chiang Mai if I'm over here at least for a little bit. Maybe post up in Bangkok. I've been wanting to do Bangkok for a minute. Um, really give that a real shot at least for a month. Maybe some month doesn't change. And then I wanted to do Istanbul, but it looks like just because they have a recent uh, an election coming up, things might be a little bit unstable. So um, I don't know, kind of toying with some different things, but um, we'll see. Definitely uh, have this year and then I'll probably run out of money and need to figure my life out. But right now, kind of my loose, very loose game plan is to get really good at writing within a year take some online workshops for recommendations and then maybe apply to an MFA program um, when I go home in the fall to my, hang up my brother for his, for his wedding. So it's kind of like my loose game plan. I don't know, I'm really torn, man. Like the, the path is not clear. I just know I'm really enjoying making these YouTube videos, um, learning about psychology, social science and relationships. I'm also really, enjoying learning how to write and writing and learning about like short stories and creative nonfiction and stuff. So it's not like I'm like going to be a writer necessarily, but I think it's a great skill to have. 
I definitely miss the music a lot. Um, but it's been interesting as soon as I kind of switched my mindset out of that, kind of letting that go. I haven't really felt like compelled to make music. I mean, I've wanted to, I've missed it for sure, but it's more, I think, I think it's more like I just miss the idea of who I thought I would be maybe even more so than, um, I was going to say missing making the music itself, but I really do miss that too. But it's interesting. It's almost feels like it's kind of this other version of myself that I'm like, maybe I'll encounter again in another time in another life, but still kind of struggling with that a little bit, you know, the identity piece building now who Kia is without that. Um, but time will tell part of the process. You only connect the dots looking backwards. Y'all I'm about to eat a limb. So I'm going to get some lunch. India, I'm, I'm enjoying now that I'm outside of Bangalore. This is a cool little city. I'm going to just maybe take some drone footage, maybe do a whole little piece on it a little bit later on. A ver. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate y'all. Sorry for the shitty mic quality, but I was shooting videos and I uh, didn't feel like getting my other mic out. So it is what it is. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Check y'all in a minute. Peace.